Well, this might be the pod- last podcast uh, B-Boys ever on because he's going to die of diabetes between now and That's true. R.I.P. That's true. If anybody needs tickets to uh, Charlotte, we've got <laughs> some extras. Yeah. yeah. Well, a couple days. A couple do you days think, to fill in. Do you think um, that's what Slimer tastes like, the stuff you're drinking? Uh, no, because he tastes more like Jello, like the, the, mm. know, the green Jello. He's got that lime flavor to him. Okay. But his favorite drink is this, so. Gotcha. That, yeah, that makes sense. This is more like, yeah, what does ex- excretions taste like? Yeah, that makes sense. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Big One Podcast. I'm here. I'm new guy. And hey, you guys. Hey, look. Say hi, you two. Hello, hello. This is Baby G on the Big One Podcast. Also known as Peppa Pig. Uh, this is B-Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you terrible video game. <laughs> There's a Peppa Pig video game? Oh, yeah. I played it on Nintendo Switch. It's like two hours long. Oh, boy. <laughs> got it from the library. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> Man, you got me good with that one, B-Boy. Uh, mm. We are the Big One Podcast. Uh, tweet us, Podcast Big One. Email us, podcastbigone at gmail.com. We'll talk about NASCAR. Talk about Formula One. I'll even mention how I did at K1 uh, go-karting this weekend and how I went about getting, spoiler alert, first place among my friends. Uh, and if there, if beating your friends isn't friendship, I don't know what is. B-Boy, you're oh, familiar with that, but don't very worry. Familiar. We'll yeah. get it to it. We'll get to it later. <laughs> um, do any of y'all have a sponsor for us this week? I do if y'all don't. Please. I'm bringing it back. High C Ecto Cooler. It has been made, referenced in the cold open, probably, if I edit this episode. Um, but yes, I made some Ecto Cooler. Uh, the recipes are online. There's actually like three or four of them. I just kind of like went for somewhere in the middle. And holy shit, it's so good. It's like, I don't understand why they stopped making it except for like. You know, obesity problems in America, probably. But we were killing too uh, many I think children. they're fine with that. Yeah, I mean, we still make Mexican Coke. Did y'all know about this? That like uh, the whole Mexican Coke thing, like they don't, they don't actually sell that in Mexico. It's illegal. Um, it's too sugary. But they still make it here, and you can buy it here. So I completely That's Mexico believe became that. the most obese country in the world. So I completely believe that. Yeah, we can't let them have that title. No. That belongs to us. We deserve and ecto cooler. Yeah. Sponsored by Ecto Cooler. What is um? What's the recipe for Ecto Cooler? Um, it's uh like I think it was like a cup and a half. The one that I used was about a cup and a half of tangerine juice, which is actually kind of hard to find. You could probably oh. get by with just getting like a bunch of tangy, like Sunny D, and then trying to uh, add a little bit more tang. But it's a cup and a half of that, a cup and a half of orange juice, obviously pulp free, and then um, two tablespoons of tang. Um, and two, uh, one tablespoon of lemonade. Put a little extra lemonade in there, uh, lemonade powder mix, um, because I like it. And then uh, it was a ton of sugar. I honestly don't remember how much. Yeah, I think it was just a cup, a cup and a half, but it was a lot. 
Um, and then at that point, um, yeah, just a ton of water. Like water that shit down. I, nice. I actually kept mine not as watered down because it's going to be in that big Gatorade cooler I bought and doesn't. I don't want to keep ice on it the whole time. And so it needs to it needs to be a little bit stronger so you can add ice, you know, or, or mix it in a cocktail mm. or something like that. So Makes sense. Yeah. You know, now that you say the term Sunny D, I'm upset that my father has never called me Sunny D. My name mm. is and that seems like an obvious. And his name is also but I can't call him Sunny D because mm-hmm. he's not my son. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bleep out you saying your name. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Good. I, I really hope that you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, cool. Should we uh, go ahead and talk about some NASCAR? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, well, we had some race recaps, and I noticed y'all just put Muniz watch <laughs> at yes. the top. But let's talk top Arca. Of the show, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is my I, doing. I created Muniz watch uh, in in listening to last week's episode. You know, the f- actually mostly experiencing how much I was fumbling around and not paying mm-hmm. attention to my friend Baby G, um, or you know, sort of paying attention. I figured, you know what. We want to talk about Frankie Muniz, at least I do. The fans want to hear about it, mm-hmm. and so why not formalize it into a segment? Coming up on this week's Muniz Watch. Muniz Watch. It's news about Frankie Muniz, and here it is, this week's Muniz Watch. Uh, he finished eighth. He mm. started off right at the uh, start, avoiding a wreck on the backstretch. Some dude got turned in front of him. He shot the gap. Uh, he went a lap down later on in the race with electrical issues, but he fought back, finished in eighth. Frankie Muniz, great job, bud. Keep it up. That's awesome. He's uh, two points back from the lead and then points. Pretty good. Amazing. That's been Muniz's watch. Muniz has been watched. Um, Arca, though, Jesse Love dominates. Started from the pole. I didn't get to watch the race, so I'm just like literally reading what y'all wrote. So I didn't either. I saw a quick race recap, and it just said started from the pole, dominated the race. So we'll go with it. Yeah, I was at nice. music festivals all weekend, but like when I I was turning tuning in to try and like look and see something else, and I saw hey, there's racing going on. And when I tuned in, it was literally Jesse Love getting interviewed on the front stretch. And then from Hell there, yeah. I proceeded to watch about 15 minutes while watching a, a concert. And they never once showed the race results. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In all of the post-race coverage, they never showed the race results. So I had to look it up online Amazing. to see that Muniz finished eighth. Who, uh, who's the best performance you saw? Uh, Muse. I was at Shaky Knees. Oh, Atlanta, yeah. And Muse is, uh, Muse, like, on most concert and festival headliners headliners and, and, and billings, Muse will be the best band you'll probably see on there. Um, really enjoyed Arcade, or not Arcade Fire. I was going to call them Arcade Fire. Flaming Lips. Um, who I, noticed I saw you the mentioned Flaming Lips. On, I know, you just saw them. Uh, you mentioned on last wow. week's podcast, so I thought that was cool. Um, they were yesterday, and they were. Um, I, we skipped the Lumineers because, look, I'm not hating on the Lumineers. I've just seen them before. It's, uh, it's. I get why people like it. It's just not for me, you know? Just uh, It's kind of like Adam Sandler these days. That's where he, I get why people like it. It's just not for me. Um, and so I was glad to end my festival with the Flaming Lips because they're very... They're very good. They did uh, Yoshimi fights the giant robots, pink robots. So good, was it something like that? Yeah. They just did that album in its entirety. Yeah. He sang like half of it from a bubble. It was great. Yeah. They did the same at mine. I really like that they just say, "Hey, we're gonna perform this album." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that rules. Um. Yeah. So, quick question, and we can get back to racing one day, but I think this sure. is an important question. At our 
At the performance that I went to, he mm-hmm. said that we were the best crowd he's ever had. Mm. Did he invalidate that statement at the performance you went to? Um, he said we were the best festival crowd, so I think there's a distinction there. Ooh. So maybe y'all were still the best crowd. Okay. Um, I, I did appreciate he did say like that he, they had such a wonderful time at the festival and that they had been at the festival nice. for the, the two days prior. So like I think they were just having a good time. So, okay. but that's just they're just an uplifting band i kept equating yeah. them to one of my friends as lcd sound system and just how great they are to see at a festival too um they should have closed instead of the lumineers my opinion um but it was good get wrecked lumineers and thank yeah, you sure. flaming lips um truck race baby g you want to take us through this here truck race yeah mm. truck race uh pretty good one in my opinion so kyle bush took stage one Ty Majeski took stage two, and ultimately your race winner was Grant Enfinger. So um, the funniest thing about this one was the race ends, and Enfinger like literally just keeps the pedal to the metal and keeps going. And uh, one of the commentators, I, I don't recall who, goes, "I think they forgot to tell him that the race is over." And then they bring in the, you know, they typically bring in the radio from the from the crew uh, at the end of the race. They're like, "Hey, buddy, you won. You can you can back it off here a little bit." So I think he thought there was maybe like one or two laps to go, and he just kept hauling ass around the around the tracks that was absolutely hilarious that it's like hey calm down buddy we we already got the checkered flag here so that's better than uh, bringing in yeah that's better uh mark martin lost a race famously i think it was martinsville it was definitely a short track where back before you had to go through the whole pit lane he went he got halfway through the final lap and then went in pit lane he thought the race was over no and then recently tyler reddick did it uh was a season or two ago i I guess two seasons ago um he just thought the race was over, and he was, like, on the radio going, good job, guys, everyone, great job all day. He was off the gas. It was at a track like Kansas or something, and Ugh. they were like, no, go, stop, hit the gas, and he didn't lose any positions or anything. But oh, Better be funny. on the flip side of that for sure. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. yeah, absolutely. That's a fun uh, hack. Spotters hate him for it. Uh, have your spotter <laughs> say that you've got two to go on your last lap so that the driver isn't nervous. Except for if they're like trying Good to make tips. the pass for the win and set it up, you know. Yeah, that Jenny too. On the last yeah, lap, that's not a great time to do it. <laughs> Only do it if they're in front, and also yeah, yeah. tell them to not look up at the flag stand when it's going on. Yeah, true. They yeah, hear they two to go. They go. see the white flag. How can they ever trust any words from their spotter ever again? True, 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 true. Some other calls um, on this one. So. Caruth and Majeski, they got up in a little bit of a tangle, so Caruth was having mm. a pretty good, pretty good race, and just you know he's showing some of that inexperience. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I think Caruth is to blame here, but also like I think Majeski was being way too aggressive in that moment. They were like very early into the third stage at that time, right? Um, I, I don't know, I don't, you know, I don't really get the aggression in that moment. But Majeski had just won the previous stage and was probably looking at it as a chance to win the race. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's hard not to drive really, really hard when you think you're going to win, uh, a.k.a. Bubba at Texas last year uh, when he took out Kyle Larson. Um, you know, once it gets in your head like that, everything seems like the worst slight that could ever happen to you. So, Yeah, two other call-outs in this one. Tony Breidinger in 15th and Haley Deegan with a 12th place finish. So overall, pretty yep. good performances there as well. That's the highest finishing um, for a first start in the truck series for a female driver, Tony Breidinger, uh, Breidinger uh, with 15th. And uh, first time um, you've ever had two top 15s for women in the truck series. So, pretty cool. Very nice. Very nice. 
Uh, cool. Anything else about truck we want to touch on before we head on over to Cup? I just want to say it was a good race. Uh, those trucks get crazy amounts of pull when they're behind a, a, another truck, and when they've got someone pushing them, the runs that they get are so insane, and they fly off into the corner, and then the back end is sliding the whole way up into the corner. Um, and they're just barely holding on with that much speed, and it's just phenomenal to watch. Um, it, it was incredible. A lot of tire watching, fall off. It was incredible watching those runs that they got. Um, it's mm-hmm. like a guy literally looked like he's guy or gal looked like they were thirty miles per hour faster on oh, some yeah. of these passes. It's like some of them they had such a big run. It was like they almost literally just destroyed the back end of another car. Like I, I mm-hmm. saw a lot of guys just having to. Oh my god, they run so fast! You got to just jerk it left to make sure you get underneath and actually make the pass instead of clipping them. So I, I'm surprised we didn't see something like that happen in this race. Well, and they or had that big one. They had that big one happen with, with like what around 50 to go, 60 to go, somewhere in there. Um, and and that was the result of a packed crowd at the restart because when you restarted, you're, you're trying to get a jump. You're also trying to make sure the guy behind you pushes you, and so everyone is blocking. And those restarts were getting so hectic. And they just all got tangled up because of it. And then I think, like, folks tended to mind their blocks a little bit better since then. But, the, yeah, the runs that they were getting was kind of like a couple of years ago in, in Cup where the runs in at the super speedways were so big. Every single time someone threw a block, it didn't matter if you squared it up. You were getting hit so hard, you were going around. Like, you were going into the wall or into someone. That was just what was going to happen. Um, and the truck guys seemed to know we got to move out of the way. We can't – we can't – we can throw a block – but I can't keep trying to block them. I'm going to get wrecked. So um, a lot of guys getting two for ones, dropping all the way to the bottom while another guy's trying to make a pass and getting by both of them. Um, it was just, it was awesome. Very nice. Cool. Let's Love move it. on to cup. Yeah. Uh, so pretty good tr- uh, cup race, I would say, overall. Let's start off with stage one. Uh, Denny Hamlin wins it. Um I'm sure that y'all can tell the quantity of notes that I've got written mm. down here. This is what happens when I re when I watch the race not on Sunday. And there I'm sitting go. at my computer watching the race and taking notes. Yeah. Um so yeah, stage one winner, Denny Hamlin. Um I mean like a spicy start to this here race. Mm-hmm. Twenty four was out front at the start and uh lost it a bit, went down to the apron, lost Great a bunch save. of spots. Yeah, really good save. Um, Larson got spun at the end of lap four by Reddick. Uh, I think Reddick just got tight, if I remember correctly. It looked like, well, he was inching up, and then there's a space between uh, Larson and Chastain. And Larson looked like he got tight coming up off the corner and lifted, at which point, like, you know, it's like merging cars. If the car in front of you that you're trying to get behind starts slowing up, you're going to hit them. Um, and it became one of those things where just two cars going for the same spot and Reddick was forcing it up because he needed to get in front of Chastain and it just wasn't there. So spun him. Get wrecked pretty much. Um, I thought it looked pretty bad, but it ended up not being bad for him. Uh, he, you know, yellow flag ended up going to the rear. I think changed his tires. Classic. Love it. Uh, blistered the the rest of the field and went right back (laughs) to the front uh i think he finished 10th at the end of that stage right so yeah yeah crazy um byron sped on his first pit stop get right kiddo uh although i did pick you as one of my uh two drivers (laughs) so uh uh-oh uh but yeah then he uh he got loose again i mean dude was loose the Mm -hmm. whole first stage uh so with eight to go he hit the wall 
but was able to keep on keeping on. Anything else in stage one y'all want to touch on? My biggest thing was just oh. how huge the crowd was. Like It looked like the grandstands yeah. were absolutely oh, yeah. packed, which was fantastic to see. As soon as I turned on the broadcast, I was like, wow, we got a full house here, and the, the energy was there at the track for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. By the way, I, I know we're not to the end of the race yet, so I'll let us keep going, but I can't wait to see what the the viewership was. I know we're, we're recording early week this week, so we don't have it yet, but like, you know, same time as an F1 race, same time as some NBA playoffs. I personally was bouncing around between all three things and at a music festival. Um, but, you know, I that was such – it's such a good race. I really hope it got yeah. the viewership. Yeah, this was – I you know I think uh, I saw a tweet from uh, Dale Jr. saying like NASCAR won this weekend, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean this it was did. like this was fantastic racing. That first yep. stage, you know, it was a little bit messy, but I mean it was just such good action. There was so much good fighting up front, like side by sides. You were seeing three wides like in the middle of green flag runs occasionally. Like th- this was top top tier nascar Mm -hmm. right here well done kansas i mean kansas is really delivering for me right now i go to a great wedding last weekend and then nascar has fun racing at kansas this weekend i mean killing it love it i'm I'm just gonna say just because i'm I'm trying to look up what the what the viewership was it may not even be out yet so i may not be able to find it but in jeff gluck's you know just simple was it a good race uh, 94% yes, which I believe nice. will be the best for this year and one of the best in the past several seasons. So, pretty Love good. it. Very nice. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of stage two here. Uh, Truex versus Hamlin at the start of the stage. The two of them duking it out for first place. Truex was really fast uh, this weekend. I mean, dude has got it figured out. I think that we're going to see him win at least another race this year. Um. 23 and five cars were also pretty fast throughout the stage. Uh, yeah, and by the end of the stage, he was on the front row. So like you were saying, he got up to like 10th by the end of the first stage, then by the end of the second stage, all the way up to the front row. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've also got, oh yeah, Kyle Busch got a little bit upset with Chastain and doored him twice coming down the back stretch. Yeah, you know, that might be what you kind of got to do. Like Chastain, he probably knows that Kyle Busch is not someone that he should be messing around with too much. And uh, Kyle let him know that he wasn't afraid to make some contact with him. Um, so we also had, uh, oh yeah, Bell crashed with eight to go is quite unfortunate that ended his race if i remember correctly uh he was in eighth place but old tires did him dirty there were a lot of sort of like hard crashes people coming up off of two bouncing off the wall or at least just losing it and then coming in and hitting the uh, inside wall i mean it looked really rough out there Mm -hmm. so we also had kyle bush crash out he he crashed out with three to go in stage two. Um, I believe that this was off of a restart and uh, he was, he was behind a group of four people that were going four wide. Uh, he was up at the top. Kozlowski was out up at the top. Kozlowski slowed down. Cause you know, it's four wide and, and you're not going to have all four be able to stay side by side going through this. Uh, the eight slowed down to avoid Kozlowski and then the 41 came up. 
hooked him and Kyle Busch comes down out of the wall or out of this group amazing that no one else hit him like the 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 camera the front on camera view I don't know if y'all saw this but the front on camera view I was amazed that no one hit him and then you see from the side and it's like well no one was near him really aside from the Mm -hmm. guy that hit him Um, but he ended up being all right uh, although his race was ended he sounded you know pretty dejected but also just sort of like a well that's racing people hit you sometimes uh during his interview um but those are the main notes that i've got for stage two anything anything y'all have um nothing on stage two uh that was probably the stage that i saw the least of though Mm -hmm. um so i caught like most of what you're talking about in highlights so I, i can't really add anything besides that so well, this is wonderful because uh, states one and two are the only ones that I saw the entirety of. Oh, so okay. one of y'all want to take us into stage three? Sure. Baby G, you want to break it down? Yeah, stage three. So this is, a, in my opinion, one of the best stages we've had of the entire season. Like passing all over the place, big runs, guys trying to make blocks. Um, the restart, front two rows, you had some of your blue chippers, Larson, Hamlin, Elliott, and Wallace started out front for stage three. Um couple other things from this one so gibbs gets tight ends up bumping truex looks like he's gonna save it but then just totally loses it um and gets stuck in the grass so that was pretty interesting there um do we just want to jump right into the end of this one i mean denny Hamlin yeah, comes it. out as the race winner and looks like he made a little bump ski uh at the end of the race to make that pass so pretty uh pretty interesting finish to this one yeah, let's let's set it up. Let's set it up a little bit better than that. The, the last fifty laps are all green, um, or or I guess maybe it was like the last forty five laps. I think were green, um, but just a really really good long run to the finish. And yeah, basically there was a lot of gap that Larson had, and Hamlin ran him down, and for the last twenty laps just kept pestering him. He would get all the way to the bumper, try and make a pass, not be able to do it, do it again, do it again, do it again. Even with, like, two laps to go, what I thought was going to be, like, coming to two laps to go, what I thought was going to be Hamlin's last shot, he gets inside. He almost gets by him. They're side by side. Larson holds him off. Hamlin loses the run again. Drops back another half a second. Gets back to him, going into turns one and two on the final lap. Gets beside him. Ends up kind of, like, sticking right at his left rear, you know, back where you can kind of pull the car back into you. And right as he's he's exiting and he's right there, he basically gets just enough air off of Larson's car coming up off that corner. And Larson gets close enough to the wall. The best way to see this, and I want to make sure that folks, uh, uh, if you are listening, go back and try and look for this in-car footage. There's in-car footage where the camera is mounted on the right side of the interior of Larson's car. And you can see the way that the air reacts. He gets so close to the wall, he loses the air gap between his car and the wall. And what you'll notice is his um, uh, uh, flap on the hood that keeps the car on the ground pops. It pops real quick. But what that is is that gap has disappeared. It has pushed itself into the car, and it's gone. That's him catching the wall just so slightly. But he catches the wall, which causes him to react and pull the car back left to get away from that vacuum. When he does that, Hamlin's there. Hamlin has the inch that he needs to upset Larson's car. Larson goes left, back right into the wall like kind of nose first larson corrects the car hamlin loses a ton of speed but it doesn't matter they get a good three seconds on anyone else hamlin goes on i think larson ends up hitting the wall in turns three and four i think that obviously the car was pretty damaged at that point he still finishes second anyway um hell of a finish really good finish 
Sorry, I had to break it down. I had to get signed. No, that was great. That was wonderful. I need to. That was well done. Yeah, (laughs) that's great to hear that it was uh, a good long end to the stage because I know the Mm -hmm. end of stage two and then the beginning of stage three was just a yellow flag fest, Mm -hmm. uh, which honestly is fine. You know, the pacing of this race I thought was fantastic. You had a lot of good long green flag runs, uh, and then you had sections where things were getting messy. Like it was, it was very good pacing overall for the race, I think. Yeah. And then, so, you know, I'm, I, like I said, I'm watching this at a festival. Um, it's pretty cool. I got to show the folks around me. It was, it was pretty good. Um, and, uh, uh, I turn it off cause you know, I, I'm not going to watch post race interviews. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of see if Larson and everyone was going to be cool and like, nobody's gonna be hotheaded. I really didn't think Larson was going to care. I mean, he's obviously he's going to be upset, but he's not, he's not going to fight him. He just doesn't, he's not that person. Um, and so they move on. And then I turn it off, and then my dad texts me, Fiesta Cups. Those are the words, Fiesta Cups, which, speaking of Fiesta Cups, high C, ecto-cooler, put it in your Fiesta Cup. It's a good thing to have <laughs> on a sunny day like we had all weekend. I'm um, but yes, fisticuffs. he meant Fiesta Cups. And once I finally worked out what he meant, I turned it back on right where I left off. And sure enough, here it comes. It's Noah Gragson versus Ross Chastain. Uh, Noah gets in his face. Ross uh, grabs Ross by the fire suit. It looked like Sybil up until that moment. And Ross, with fire in his eyes, says, don't. Don't. And then just swings and connects. That was It was a hell of a punch. Yeah. It was just a jab. It wasn't like a, you know, a haymaker. But it was a good jab, and you can good hear jab. it. Connect. You hit him clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good on NASCAR. They were right on top of it. They were like, you know, normally they're like, they don't get the best footage of these things. Someone else does on like a cell phone or something. But they they like followed Greg multiple into angles. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they caught like Chase Elliott talking to to Noah afterwards and being like, "Someone's got to do it." I'm like, Chase, shut the thing, fuck yeah. up. Shut up. Go Chase. go fight him if you want to fight him. Yeah. Go swing your broken leg at him or something. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> whatever, Chase. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was cool. What y'all think? Let's break this down a little bit. So I'm a I'm a pretty big boxing fan. Um, oh, here we go. And all I gotta say is. Dude, Noah Gregson, if this racing thing doesn't work out, bro, you might have a future in boxing because you took that thing right to the face and didn't even clinch. It so it's it's mm-hmm. one of two things. Either Chastain's got a weak-ass right hand or Noah Gregson's just got a chin of steel, baby. All right. Well, here's here's yeah. my breakdown. First off, I thought you were going to make fun of my breakdown and talk about like a vacuum of air appearing between Ross's Ooh, fist and that his been face. <laughs> but uh but the 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 thing that I noticed and especially about like NASCAR fights, you can tell like who's there to fight and who's there to posture. It felt like Noah was there to fight and then when he got punched, he was like he was ready to go and he got pulled away way too fast. Like they should have given him 3 to 5 seconds. That should be the rule couple seconds get a couple swings in once it devolves into them both on the ground then just pull them apart right but like first couple swings like like in hockey until they hit the ice you gotta let them go you gotta let it see see what's gonna happen but when they got pulled apart ross was fucking smiling like a madman like the kind of guy you do not want to crazy eyes Yeah, yeah crazy eyes for sure and 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 if i have to put money on a guy raised in north carolina versus a guy raised on a watermelon farm in florida you best believe i'm putting that money on the florida man i as someone who was raised in north carolina you're right (laughs) yeah i would (laughs) never fight anyone raised on a farm in florida 
dude probably grew up wrestling alligators and he's got this North Carolina prick out there. He's just like, bring it on, dude. That was fantastic. Yeah. Like you said, B-Boy, though, I would have liked to see Noah get a get a shot at getting back at him there and just like a little bit of a scrum. But the officials, I don't know why they broke that up so fast. That would have been fantastic to see like a good five I don't think it was an scrum. official. I couldn't tell who it was. That, I think that was a security guys. dude. Yeah. 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 He's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was there. I mean, like, again, one swing happened and he was already between it and had forced himself completely between them. So the dude was on top of it. He knew what was about to happen. So. Uh, it must he must work for Trackhouse to be honest. Um, he was on top of it. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else we want to say about this race? Uh, awesome, fantastic. Yeah. So many lead changes. I like at one point because again I was kind of in and out. I was watching some other things too. Um, I I had seen some tweets about how many lead changes there had been, and I had to consider what denny had said on this podcast maybe a couple weeks ago about how nascar has been tracking lead changes and how they're not it's not a lead change right at the line it's like a lead change at and one of the scoring loops kind of thing and i was like oh maybe it's that but then i was like no everything that i've seen so much tire fall off so many comers and goers like i there have been that many lead changes there are literally that many cars up there fighting for the lead yeah. or fighting for positions all through the top 20 top 30 and it's good racing um fantastic this is guys this is what we're gonna see at charlotte i know i'm weeks. so psyched after seeing this race i'm so and we psyched. get 600 miles of it oh my god we're yeah. gonna be spoiled it's gonna be amazing do you know where where are the seats uh they're very good Ooh, baby uh because we got we got the weekend special um the weekend passes we are right before start finish um kind of right where the trioval starts or not where the trioval starts where the corner of the trioval starts the apex of the trioval that's yeah the first corner in the trioval yeah i guess that's the best sweet way to put it. yeah it's uh they're awesome. great seats and they're really high so wonderful nice you know i know i don't disappoint i get oh I get yeah i'd ones. expect nothing less yeah um, um cool yeah uh yeah this race was fantastic i loved it uh i mean just such such good racing through and through can I can I drop in some storylines just because I've been like now I've been like scrolling some stuff yeah so I've seen a bunch of stuff that worth mentioning. Um, one is that Alex Bowman obviously is still out. Um, he was going to race the Truck Series event at North Wilkesboro, which isn't this upcoming week, but it's the week after. Um, so he's been announced that he's not going to be racing that now. Um, wonder who they'll name? Probably like Larson or another one of the Hendrick drivers. Um, but we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe. Uh, well, Kyle Busch, I think, already got his five out of the way, or he's getting close to it. So maybe, or maybe he's already going to race his own truck. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Alex Bowman will not be racing at North Wilkesboro when the trucks are there. That's a points-paying race, by the way, um, during All Star Weekend. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, what was the other thing here? Uh, as I look for it. Oh, Darlington Throwbacks. I know we're about to get into the Darlington stuff, but man, they've been dropping like crazy, and they're all so good. Um, but the one I want to call out is uh, Riley Herbst in, uh, in Xfinity um, has a Ken Block inspired car. That looks that so I good. Love. Oh, yeah. So nice. Um, good on Monster Energy. I mean, obviously, Monster Energy supported Ken Block. I, I can't even disassociate the two. As soon as I knew of Monster, I knew of Ken Block, and I never saw them separated. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it was uh, pretty dang cool. And then the last one that I saw while I was scrolling here is just that. Um, IMS or Indianapolis Motor Speedway has decided to bring back the blackout. 
So like last year they had the um, you had to watch the uh, Indianapolis 500 on Peacock, um, which I have my own feelings about. I'm not gonna say anything. Um, but uh, they're doing that again. But they're also doing it where if you're in the Indianapolis area, you can't even watch it on Peacock. What? You have to go to the race or nothing at all. So suck it. That's so lame. I hate that shit, man. It's the worst. Sailing the high seas, baby. On. They're, uh, you know, and we're, we're going to get a streaming service as part of this new TV package for NASCAR. And if they do that shit, uh, I don't know what I have the power to do, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, Yar har fiddle dee dee, my friend. <laughs> so, uh, what other storylines are there worth covering? Uh, I've got a really dumb one, um, which is the. So, Ford has started advertising their new, like, hands free driving stuff with uh, a commercial where a woman is signing with her deaf child, which I think is mm-hmm. very sweet, but also to be able to, like, see the signs that her child is doing, she can't look at the road. And, I, you know, I. Hey, as the crowd knows, I drive a Tesla. Freaking, I was I've say. got the autopilot and <laughs> shit. And it's so it's such a bad idea to not look at the road. You're in a car. Look at the road. Anyway, I think that this is funny advertising. Yeah, um, yeah. Either they didn't think it through too much, or they were hoping that the audience wouldn't think it through too much. But I'm on to you, Mr. Ford. I'm freaking on to you, bro. You and uh, I see through your tricks. And I'm not going <laughs> to fall for them. Yeah, um, there's also this commercial, it's a Coca-Cola commercial, where this uh, girl invites folks over, or, or like is having this like cooking party, and they cook, and they drink Cokes, but she's the only one that speaks in the whole commercial, and she keeps like being like, yeah, guys, let's do it, oh, great job, yeah, we did it, cheers, and it's it gives me like sorority girl vibes, but also like, I'm trying to make this bigger than it is vibes, and it annoys the fuck out of me. Um, it's definitely my second most hated commercial on TV right now. Um, the other one is the Capital One business card. They replaced the Antonellis with something worse, believe oh, it or God. not. It, it's now it's now a white guy selling Hispanic products that he imports from Mexico. And I'm just like, wh- why? Why did you choose a, the whitest person on the planet to sell this card and to sell Mexican goods. Um, I'm just very disappointed with companies' decisions these days. Yeah. That's been Brian's soapbox. I'll get My it. least favorite commercial is the DealDash.com one. Lady's oh. like, <laughs> I got these headphones for $20. And yeah, after spending a dollar per bid. Yeah, I know. It's wild to me that those websites, I remember seeing those websites I as a kid. Disallowed. And yeah. it's wild that they're still around and big enough to be on national tv like this agreed um cool okay those are my dumb storylines anything else y'all yeah i i noticed y'all missed a storyline from last week but don't worry i'll catch us up please um nascar 75 and 75 has added some new drivers in the past two weeks oh yeah um we had left off with deal jr was the last one that we had done so since then uh bobby labani has been announced martin truex jr um, also, I didn't look it up, but I assume Terry Labonte was already in there, so Bobby's joining his brother. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., well-deserved, and then he uh, went on to win the race that week. Uh, Brad Keselowski, another active driver. Larry Phillips, uh, who is a Midwestern short track driver, um, uh, part of the weekly series. Sam Ard, who was a, a late model sportsman circuit uh, uh, champion, and uh, I think he won like three or four years in a row he won the championship. Um 
But uh, and then he became an owner, and actually he's the one that got Jeff Burton, if I remember correctly, into um, the sport or helped him out. He was his first owner, um, and then uh, they announced the Bush brothers together. It's a very special moment between the two of them. They thought they were coming in to film a Mother's Day thing, and so their whole family's there and everything. And it's it's a very special moment. And even Kurt Bush turns to Brexton and says, "You could be the hundred in a hundred, bud," and it melted my heart. Um, and then uh, Kevin Harvick uh, was the most recent one announced this weekend. So um, you should put Mike Joy cool. in there. If Mike Joy drove a pace car or something to get him in yeah. there. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's the uh, 75 and 75. I think there's only a couple left. Uh, maybe like five or six um, left to go. Maybe less than that. I actually don't know where we're at. So. Very nice. I think Mike Joy for Darlington. Please well, go well, ahead. We're kind of yeah. on this, you know, legacy seventy-five list. So we've we've got some special guests in the booth for Darlington for Throwback Weekend. Mm. So stage one is going to be Richard and Kyle Petty. Stage two, Carl Edwards, and stage three, Bill Elliott. So some legends going to be on the broadcast, uh, Darlington. So it's going to nice. be pretty fun. I, when I saw they announced Carl Edwards, I mean, oh my god! I'm thank God, like. There's just parts of me that just think he hates the sport or something, and so anytime he gets to like come back or chime in or something, I'm just glad um, to to hear from him. Um, but yeah, that's a hell of a lineup. It's a cool lineup. They did this last year too, um, and I'm, I'm glad they're doing it again. Very nice. Speaking of Kurt Busch, dominated in the in the he booth. Was great. Weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's so good in the booth, man. I'm mm-hmm. glad to have him in there. I um, see him in a car though. So. Yeah, that'd be nice as well. Let's talk about F1 at Miami. Did y'all see this at all? I did. I watched a uh, good. I watched at least the first half of it, and then I went into the uh, uh, festival, and so I didn't watch the rest of it. But by the time I had tuned out, I knew what was going to happen, and yeah. the top five remained exactly like I thought it was going to be. So, yep. Um, the only thing that I was hoping, yeah, I mean, I, uh, started watching it. Like we got to the go-kart track, like right as it was starting, I watched it for like 20 or 30 minutes and then it was time for us to race. And that was more, I knew that that would be more entertaining than watching the F1 race. So, uh, yeah, the only thing that I was hoping is that maybe Checo would win and then we would have an interesting title fight, but nope, boring race. Honk shoe, honk shoe. Max wins. Checo second. Alonso third. This is the only thing that I found interesting about the whole weekend. Or actually, no, two things that I found interesting. But the first one is that they started Checo on medium compound and and uh, Max on hards, um, which ended up. I couldn't tell if that ended up giving Verstappen the better speed difference because he was able to run for so long on the hards that's what won him the race or if his car was just that and he was that much better than Checo was um but either way um Red Bull I I still can't tell if they're gonna try and call this evenly or if they'd rather just have Max win and 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 Checo finish second um I can't tell what they're gonna do yet but I think the storyline I'm keeping my finger on you know I think that they they just set up the car for Max they designed the car to yeah, be good for Max. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I think that Red Bull is probably fine with either one winning. They probably like it being close to mm-hmm. keep eyes on them. But uh, I think they've been – aren't they, like, yeah. five of six races they finish one, too? So Yeah. They're yeah. doing a good job. I know. Honk, honk shoe, honk <laughs> shoe. 
Um, cool. Anything else about F1 other than this race sucked? <laughs> um, yeah. So the I thought the driver intros were really good, but the drivers hated it apparently. Really? Um, specifically, Lando Norris called it out. I don't. Did y'all see the driver intros? No. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, so it was very stadium style. They had um, or like NASCAR style, right? Like the stage and everything. And they called him out by team, uh, or actually. Yeah, they called him out by team, um, some some random order, but I guess it was based on kind of points kind of thing. Um, but they called him out by team, so each driver came out with their with their teammate kind of thing. Um, and they had all the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders lined up, and then Will I Am was directing like a a band like a like a orchestra, playing like some really honestly cool fucking music for like the intros. And like I said, LL Cool J was was hyping it up, man. It was I thought it was great. I thought it was a really cool thing to do. Um, in fact, I was sitting there with friends and got to tell them little storylines about each of the drivers as they came out, um, which uh, ended up, they ended up watching the whole F1 race and they said they enjoyed it more because they knew a little bit about it. So, um, I thought it was cool, but apparently F1 drivers don't like fun. Um, nope. I could have guessed that to be honest ever since Danny left. I mean, who the fuck is left with any ounce of like, uh, anything but Lewis Hamilton's grace is, uh, it's like the last ounce of uh, character left. So. I did really like that there was one part where the camera focused on uh, on Danny Ricardo, and you could hear the crowd going absolutely buck wild in the background. They oh, were yeah. so psyched to see him. Americans love Danny. They do. They do. That big smile. His teeth are so big. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can eat kangaroo. It's true. Yep. <laughs> for all you Australian that listeners, <laughs> that's for you. Tweet us. Uh, um. Yeah. Cool. I raced at uh, K1 Speed this weekend. Uh, I won. No big deal. 0.6 seconds faster. Average lap time. Don't at me. Actually, please do. We are lonely and need attention. (laughs) I did want to point out, though, that Brian Boyer, when we raced at K1 when you were here, Mm -hmm. your best lap time, 20 point four four six seconds my best lap time after going again um 20.219 that's right 0.2 seconds best lap time faster for this new guy right here what this really means is that we're gonna have to go go go-karting again my friend and really settle it not once and for all but once again and also not settle it baby g are you hearing this it's like the guy races a couple years after another guy retires and is like see i won and see i would have beaten you a couple yeah. years ago i've got a lot together, of questions but on I this one. Yeah. the first one being how many <laughs> yeah. dozens of hours did you spend in the simulator ahead of this live uh, session uh uh no I, like, comment I, I heard you had taken some pto off to get in the simulator like from uh, work like what's going uh, on here uh no comment <laughs> did i hire iRacing's team to laser scan the uh Laser scan the track yeah, and then K1. build a simulator accurate K1. There yeah, also maybe. Some reports of you deflating tires before the race of other mm-hmm. carts. Like I'm, I had a lot of information come in on this <laughs> that it was not a level playing field. Listen, did I yell and scream at the mechanics until they made my car go faster? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, whatever it takes to win, yeah, that's what I'm enough. willing to do. I just I, I this is this is the thing that really goads me here is that <laughs> one I could not 
I I don't think I have a picture of our times. I don't know how you knew what my time was all that time ago. Uh, I've but you got, took the time to figure it out. So. I've got. I realized that I've got all of the uh, K one emails. You the results, so I've got all the ah, results from that's there. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's I not memorized it. Ne- a <laughs> never forgets. Bleep that one out too. I'm just <laughs> I'm just imagining like a like a, a, a training montage, but it's like you doing just like the normal <laughs> things that you do, like smoking yeah. a joint and stuff, but like staring at this like framed thing on the wall that has my time on it, and and some song being like, uh, "You're the best of the battle. Nothing's gonna ever bring me down." Bulletin board material, but this is next level stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, this the is good. Yeah, we're continues. definitely gonna race in Charlotte. Um, we did you you went that time that we went in Charlotte, right? We raced there before me and you. Yeah, I think we've raced in Charlotte. Okay, there's there's a course, and I will have to find which one it is. Um, but w- that we went to, and that was really good. The carts are super good. Um, they're fast. They're they're you're just squealing up off the corners. You have to break a fair amount to get good lap times. The very technical course. Um, there was a little kid there that smoked all of us, Classic. just destroyed us. Um, yeah, he was like in a booster seat and just killed us. Um, uh, the last thing that I'll say, um, just for those folks at home that want a competitive advantage versus their friends, is that when you do race at K1, if you do the first race, they don't. They have certain carts that are slightly faster but they don't want to give them to people that are going to abuse them and abuse the tires and hit the walls and hit their friends and all that kind of shit. So if you do three races and you prove that you're there to fucking put down good ass lap times and then you like are like, hey, can I do you have faster carts or can I get in a faster cart? They generally do pick like hook you up if they knew again that you were you're you're out there to Sick. to beat your friends. So uh, nice. well, that's that goes for the three of us because I'm sure we're going to have some other friends that are going to be there. We need to smoke their asses, get in the three best carts, and let it. Let's, uh, let's rip. rip, baby. Yeah, they're done for. Mm-hmm. Ready to lay down Wonder some hot rubber on the, on the, on the tracks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad we went into the uh, K1 here instead of IndyCar, but I heard the IndyCar race was really good. I just not watched it yet. So, mm. If only we had time to uh, <laughs> watch and recount it. But, you know, we yeah. spent so long talking about K1. We've got to move on. We've got to keep going. Let's talk about this next Rays. Baby G, you mm. want to take us through it? Yeah, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. We got throwback weekend happening at Darlington. So we're we're back to the three series schedule. Friday night we got trucks at seven thirty Eastern for the Buckle Up South Carolina two hundred. Forty five, forty five, fifty seven. So buckle up, get those seatbelts tight, head to that truck race on Friday. Saturday afternoon, one thirty Eastern, Shriners Children's two hundred, same lap uh stage breaks as the Truck race, 45, 45, 57. Then Sunday, we got the Goodyear 400 at 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, 90, 95, 108. And as we mentioned earlier, a lot of throwback schemes. These all look pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everything that's dropped so far looks super cool. So I'm looking to see some of these throwback uh, schemes out there on the track. And previous winners, 2022, Eric Jones and Julie Logano. 2021, Hamlin and Truex Jr., and 2020 Hamlin and Harvick. Yeah. Um, the one thing I want to call out here is that uh, 2022 Eric Jones won. Um, I thought it was interesting because uh, during this week's race, Eric Jones got into an accident, and you texted us saying, I'm tired of these back markers getting in accidents. <laughs> yeah. And I almost texted back, he won a race last year, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I thought that was funny. 
Weird that truck and Xfinity are the same mileage. That's uh, interesting. Might be the only time that happens. Yeah, trucks are usually a little bit shorter, but not this uh, not this weekend. I like it. I like it. Hell cool. yeah. Smart and hard picks? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's break it down. I know y'all weren't able to break it down last week. You have access to the sheet. You could totally do it. Um, but I feel we don't have we don't have edit only. access, my friend. Oh, you don't. Oh, no, sorry. Well, I don't want y'all to change anything. Freaking out here, gatekeeping our asses. <laughs> You're right. I can I can edit that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, editing myself back into here. Uh, Smart and Heart Pick update. So we have two weeks kind of to go through. You didn't have the averages last week, so I'll go through them. At Dover, the averages were 5.5 for me. New guy, you had 31.5. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow, that's insane. Um, I know. That's that's got to be the worst average. That is the worst average. Do you know what the next worst average is? I got it. It was 30.5. Yeah. (laughs) No. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's just it's a heartache. And you had really good picks for that weekend in my opinion too um and then yeah baby g had an average of 8.5 uh so that extended my lead so it was fine that i was not here to pick last uh, i picked last anyway but with that last pick i picked denny hamlin and um no! Bubba wallace which meant i finished first and fourth with an average of negative 0.5 we give negative five points for getting a victory um so i basically that's that's not even my best that's my second best um but new guy Wow, so close to having the best picks this week. He had Kyle Larson, so up until the last half a lap, he had the best picks, and he also had William Byron, who finished third, so his average was 2.5. And then Baby G with Tyler Reddick and Joey Logano had an average of 7.5 with that ninth and sixth place finish, respectively. That means our averages are as follows, starting with our uh, first place, which is P-Boy, picking last, 11.29. Second place is Baby G with an average of 13.33. And new guy bringing up the rear with an average of 17.46. But great picks, guys. This was our best collective weekend by, like, a lot. Um, so really, really, really good job, y'all. Nobody outside of the top 10. That's that's nice work. That's Yeah, they, I, I was uh, we said this right before uh, new guy joined. But at one point, we had six of the top seven. Uh, and, I, and I saw it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, we, we picked really well this wow, week. Wow, we're really um, smart. Yeah, nailed it. Well... Well, it's time to be smart again. New guy, you get that first pick. Who you got? I am going to pick number 11, the Hamlin, Hambone man himself, Denny Don't Hamlin. Pick. Hey, watch. All right, baby G, who you got? Give me Martin Truex Jr. Mmm, mmm. Fiesta, Fiesta. Um, As usual, I'm Fiesta so comes. ready to put in my picks that I'm not ready to pick myself. Let's... Take a look over here at the standings and what we got going on there. Who the fuck is in this top? Maybe we should do the standings picks before, or the stand. You got to read the standings nah. first. I don't know. Okay. Tradition. Um, smart pick has to be inside the top ten. Man, I think. I think he's just angry. I think it's gonna be Larson. I think Larson's got it. Nice. I respect it. My next pick is going to be Joey the Joseph Man Logano. Mm, you like just outside the top 10. Should I just pencil in 11th place in points for you every week? It feels like a smart idea to me. Mm, mm-hmm. I am going to go with uh, Chase Elliott, even the nine. Mm. Needs All a win to get right. in the playoffs. Is this, is this going to be the week he does it? Man, this is a good... 
technical course. Hmm. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. He's wrecked out of the last two races. Nice. Let's see how he rebounds. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. It was tough. I, you know, I try not to pick the same guys over and over again, but I, I am just basically picking the same guys over and over again. Yeah. But I was very close on Daniel Suarez. I just feel like Suarez would be the kind of guy that like leads up until 17 to go and wrecks himself. Well, same with Blaney. Um, so, yeah, just couldn't do it. Ross, though. Nobody picked Ross. Leader in points. I wouldn't be surprised if someone junks him this race. So that, that that's maybe yeah, maybe that is the reason to stay away from Ross is you just never know when someone's gonna get retribution. Um it'll be interesting, I'll say this, it'll be interesting to see the forty two and the forty three, the petty GMS cars, um, since you know, obviously Gregson tangled with him last week. Um, but they won this race here last year. So, you know, they're hopefully gonna be competitive. But if they're not, maybe they do. Maybe they do pay it back. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Mr. Bullcut out there. No Gregson. All right. Uh, that brings us through Darlington. Anything else to say? It's a great racetrack. It's an awesome racetrack, honestly. Nope. All good cool. on my end. All right. Let's move right on to Rapid Fire. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? New guy? Yeah, why not? Um... So, Josh Berry has subbed in for Chase Elliott. He has subbed in for Alex Bowman. He's been doing pretty well, although this race, he wrecked himself out. Uh, well, I don't know if it was fully out, but definitely hit some other people, caused a bunch of damage to his own car, 100% his own fault. Do y'all think that, you know, with these the success that he has had and also these mistakes that he has made. Do y'all think that Josh Berry is on track to proving that he deserves a ride in cup next year? PBG, I think you should take this first. Cause I, yeah, I don't know answer. if it's going to be next year, but I think he's showing that he's got the talent and the, in the skill level to, to get there. It may take a year or two, but I, I don't see any reason at some point that he's not going to get picked up by a cup team in the next two to three years. Yeah, so the note that I can add here is that um, there's been not just rumors, but, like, folks saying things that are letting on to basically make it feel like Josh Berry already has a ride lined up and that it could be announced this week, All-Star Weekend or Charlotte Weekend. People love to drop news back when they're in the South Carolina, North Carolina area because it's home, um, and that's where they're going to be for the next three weeks. So I would not be surprised if it's announced in the next three weeks that he is going to get a ride. It also could just wait until Alex Bowman is back. Um, right now, he is an officially signed Hendrick backup driver, as some teams do have officially signed backup drivers now. Um, he is an officially signed backup driver, and so like there could be some reasoning that they can't say it while he's racing. Um, so I think he's got a ride, to be honest. Um, who that is, is a lot of speculation. People always want to bring up the fact that Junior wants to get into Cup. I don't know that he's going to until the new uh, TV contract deal is worked out and, and you know what you're buying, basically. Um, but I could see Spire, um, who currently has two cars. They have Corey LaJoy, and then they have Ty Dillon, who has just got awful. I could see them just dropping Ty Dillon and being like Josh Berry. You know, uh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that just makes, that makes so a lot of sense. sense. Yeah. So 
I do want to see Corey LaJoy get out of that car, though. I mean, he he was up there this weekend. This is interesting. There's some news that just came out today that uh, Josh Berry's finalizing a long-term deal with uh, Kevin Harvick's agency. Um, Oh, I saw that, too. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if that means anything, but just wanted a little nugget of info that came out on this. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, I don't think that means that he's going to Stuart Haas, um, but it could. Um, You know, sometimes the deals with the manufacturers extend beyond um you know just what team you're on and he's a chevy driver right now so i wouldn't naturally expect him to just jump to a ford or a toyota they would try and keep him the chevy camp first but maybe maybe you know Stewart had his uh his his finger on him for a while now so and jump in here with my uh, first rapid fire. So one of the things that I've been kind of enjoying about this season so far is just the diversity of tracks and mm. how different the sport is week to week. You know, most sports, you've kind of just got your playing field. The arenas are different. The football stadiums are different. But what do you, what do you guys think of, like, any other sports that come to mind where the sport and the playing field is just so different from week to week? Yeah, I mean – in motorsports specifically, I think this is the most diverse schedule in any motorsport that I follow or have seen. Um, I can't think of anything else that does it, that, that races at such a crazy multitude of tracks. So, um, And then, yeah, sports-wise, I mean, like, soccer pitches are sometimes a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, nothing, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, the only thing that I could think of baseball was, like, stadiums? golf, right? Like, golf. Fair. Yeah, that's good every call. week to week, and then like baseball, you got different dimensions in the outfield. But e- even then, like you're, the pitching's the same. The bases are ninety yeah. feet. Like I just think. Well, it's they're still racing cars, right? And they're the same. Yeah, cars they're still racing week. cars, but it's just like it's just so unique week to week that this diversity of the schedule we get. Even this yeah. year, going to Chicago for the road course, set, it's probably going to be an unmitigated disaster. But Fair. they're Indeed. trying stuff with the schedule as well. Mine, my deep cut here, uh, rock climbing bouldering that competitive bouldering yeah it's gonna be different my my nugget my thing or whatever i forget what you said but my whatever there whatever you said my deep gut my deep gut is uh yeah golf isn't a sport so whoa controversial (laughs) bring it on golf fans yeah 1v1 me bro at at him yeah or us podcast big one (laughs) oh it's it's my turn okay rapid fire um, when it's so hard to pass, does the bump and run come more into play in the closing laps? As in, is it like more valid than it had been before? Mm, yeah, definitely. I think that if it's hard to pass, like if if passing is more feasible, if there are different lines, it's way harder to argue. Well, I had to bump them to get. I had to get them out of the way. But yeah, if there's no way to get past without bumping, buddy, you're getting bumped. Yeah, baby G. I'm on the same board. I mean, we've been looking at this super speedway racing with this new car for the last year and a half. Atlanta, you know, Talladega, Daytona. It's just so hard to pass. You obviously don't want to make those bump and run moves in stage one or, or stage two. But at the end of the race, it's like these drivers aren't just going to sit there and sing single file or double file choo choo train around to, to the green flag. They're going to make a bump and run and make something happen. Yeah. I, I think I agree a hundred percent. And the one thing that I'll say is like, you have to, they used to have this like rule, especially at short tracks of the three bump rule. It's like the first bump is like, I'm here. I've arrived. Second bump is I got back to you again. Third bump is like, 
I'm hitting you to get out of the way, right? And from then on, like, if you're going to stay in my way, you're going to get bumped harder and harder and get moved out of the lane. Um, I think, like, that's a reasonable thing to do. Denny got to Larson's bumper at least five times during that last 20, 20 laps. Um, that's plenty enough for me to say, like, he gets in there in the final lap, and if he needs to crouch him up into the wall or he needs to, like, get right up into his door, whatever he's got to do, he's allowed to. Um, he clearly had the faster car. So that said, all of that said, what do you feel about the blocking slash the uh, uh, walling slash door slamming as the leader to maintain the lead once that has happened? The guy has caught you multiple times and is now beside you. Still I'm generally cool with it. Yeah, still cool. It's you still, know, still trying to get to the win. Yeah, you're a Blaney think... fan, so it makes sense. Hey, God, I just want my guy to win. I know. <laughs> you know, I think uh, it's interesting because I think that, like, if you were throwing block after block after block, like, if you're doing multiple moves to block someone, I oh, think Indian that that I'm not as cool with, although I'm not, like, going to be upset about it, mm-hmm. as, like, squeezing someone high or even dooring them. Like, yeah. yeah. For some reason, the multiple blocks doesn't sit with me too well maybe just being an f1 guy but Mm. yeah i'm pretty much cool with people using the car to uh stay the lead as long as it's done in a way that's safe and not reckless i'm okay with it but you'll see this sometimes in the truck series where oh my god a guy's gonna pass me and they just like panic and pull down in front of them where then (laughs) the guy doesn't have enough time to even slow down and they just wreck so as long as it's you know the cup drivers they're experienced they know when they can throw a clean block or or not and if they're not going to be able to make the block they don't do it and they just let them go by because they have that experience that's perfectly fine with me it's just part of good clean racing yeah that makes sense yeah, i think that's I like a good that. point if it mm-hmm. if it's panicked if it seems like yeah if it's panicked i'm not nuts about it but if it mm-hmm. is a skillful move then cool cool yeah, yeah. baby g if you guys uh, were, I, go for it, please. Yeah, I'll jump in here. If you guys were NASCAR drivers, what would your pre-race ritual look like before you get in that car? Two or three shots of Malort, uh, <laughs> big old bong grip. Um, I don't know. You know, jeez, mm, that's tough. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like mine would have changed. I just played a lot of sports and stuff through the years um music is just like like guaranteed i would just be listening to music i probably would not i remember very distinctly being at bristol and being in the driver's meeting and noticing that like some drivers paying attention some drivers not so much and brad keselowski literally i forget if he had headphones in but it looked like he did because his head was down he was not paying attention to the driver's meeting he was just in the zone already and that would be me i would totally have headphones in i would not care about the driver's meeting i would just be blasting music in my head but then in the final, like, 30 minutes, you know, you have to do the driver intros and stuff like that. I feel like that takes you out of a rhythm. So then I just – I want to get in the car and sit for as long as I can before I have to fire the engine. I think that would be my biggest thing about a driver's ritual is just, like, get in the car and try and, like, get away from everyone else. Like, if they're doing that grid walk right there at the fucking end – sorry, Mikey, I'm already in the car. I can't hear you, bud. I don't know what's going on. Um, he needs to He needs to keep walking. I would, uh, in all honesty, just be, like, goofing around as much as I could. (laughs) Like, I would, uh, back when I used to play sports, the little bit of sports that I did play, I would try to listen to music to hype myself up. 
and it just wouldn't really work. And I'm pretty sure I would just be trying to be goofy. And this is why I'm not a professional NASCAR driver, among other reasons. But yeah, I would just be trying to make people laugh and uh, have fun with it. That's the difference between you and I. We've played some sports together. I'm the guy that like shows up to play kickball and is wearing football gloves. I was going to say, you're right? the guy like, in soccer cleats, <laughs> gloves, and like, headbands yes. and shit, and I'm just there like, whatever, let's play ball. Yeah, yeah now granted, I, I do have a beer in hand, you know, in those football gloves, it's, it's so I don't drop the beer, right? But um, yeah, for sure. What about you, Baby G? What's your, what's your... For me, I was never really into the pre-ritual stuff before sports games. Mm. It's like, eh, just get me out there, warm-ups, just keep it loose so you're not nervous, and get in the car and drive. I'm not a guy okay. who's going to be sitting there doing, you know, crossing it up, like praying before mm. a race or anything like that. I'm just, you know. You're not Le- LeBron James over there with the powder. Yeah, doing powder or whatever <laughs> that I can't see as I start the green flag. So, I don't know. I just like to keep it nice and loose. Make sure you're proper. I'll say if I started, if I started like winning a lot, I would start getting more and more obnoxious with it for sure. Like I would play into the hype Michael Jordan style, like super hard. Um, yeah. The ritual will become public very, very quickly. So. Um, that's a good question. That was a great question, actually. Um, Love it. Four years uh, of doing this podcast. We're, it's getting hard. Um, yeah. You guy? Um, okay. So I've got a bit of a twist on classic uh, rapid fires. For some reason, I struggle to remember the name of this segment, but I got it pretty quick that time. Um, there was, I don't know if y'all saw it, but there was a... Uh, Someone took a picture of the prices for food in the hospitality section and like the VIP section of the Miami F1 race. And I wanted to go through. Uh, there's three sections to this. I'm going to pick out one food item from each section and would like both of y'all to guess what the price is. And whoever gets closer wins. How does that sound? It's rock and roll. Let's do it. Hell yeah. All right. So we've got the chilled section, the warm section, and the sweet section. In the chilled section, uh, the main lobster rolls. How much do you think main lobster rolls for four people goes for? Now, keep in mind that these main lobster rolls have lemon aioli, perigord truffle, brioche, and frizzled potatoes. Baby G. So we're talking four lobster rolls. I'm going $148. All right. $148. Brian Boyer. I'm going way higher. Let's, uh, let's say like two, $280. Brian Boyer, you are in fact closer. It is $450 for Jesus. main lobster rolls Christ. for four people. <laughs> Take F1 off of my bucket list. That is in the chilled section. Although people did say that uh, the food in like the normal people area is way cheaper. So, uh, like reasonable prices. So, $70 you know. lobster roll. Love it. If you're going to go to an F1 race, make sure you're going there on company dime. Let's jump into the warmed section. Would you like to guess the price of empanadas, steam buns, F1 platter? Stone crab cake or carne asada nachos. 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 The everyday, everyday man's food. People the the most relatable of any of these, we've got creamy salsa verde, salsa mexicana, cojita cheese, pickled onion, and cheese sauce. B-Boy, 
How much do you think it is? This is, it's a platter, right? We're talking like a whole platter for... Serves four people. Four people. It's on the cheaper end. I'm going to go 180 on that. Or one, yeah, 160. $160. I was going to go Baby 169. G. Nice. Baby G, you take it. 169 is closer than 160. The actual price, 200 and $75. Jesus, how is that over what? 200 Tortilla chips? What? what? All I gotta say the... is, Baby G, if you drop the chip with that, that's expensive, <laughs> man. You, Dude, that's I'm, like yeah. a $25 chip. Ass. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. So, quick quick deviation back to the chilled section. Watermelon and tomatillo salad featuring arugula, goat cheese, mint, blood orange dressing, $250. Okay. Let's go on to the final section, the sweet section. Guava and dolce de leche bunt cakes. How much money are we talking here? Baby G. Is this serving four again? Start us off. Uh, 199 Oh, Not quite 200 199 Very good. B-Boy? Uh, I'm going to go higher because I, I feel like I'm going way too low now. I'm going to go... Uh, 240. Ooh, boy. Baby G takes the cake. Damn. As it were, $199, $1 off from the $200 price of Damn. F1 yep. well Hospitality Suite Bunt Cakes. Baby G, congratulations. Uh, you don't get anything except for my respect <laughs> and admiration. Back in well the done. We're looking at almost nine hundred dollars for me to go eat nachos, bunt cake, and a lobster roll. Like, what are we doing here? Let's go. And, you, and how much did you spend on the tickets and NASCAR? We just bring in a bucket of chicken and some beer, man. Mm. Good time. We're bringing some bunt cakes to Charlotte. You best Damn, believe, dude. That sounds great. Well, I brought some bunt cakes to a party recently, and uh, they were really tasty. I ate a lot of them. That's uh, y'all didn't know this, but that's my nickname for a new guy. Bunt cake. Little bunt cake. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I believe that B-Boy, do you have a rapid fire I got one more. I got one more. Bring it home. Who would do the best driver intros? Like athlete, celebrity. Who would do the best driver intros for NASCAR? Oh, boy. That's Matt tough. McConaughey could probably lay down some sweet intros. I feel like he might have done that. I when they so didn't too, maybe. The Texas All-Star race? Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe that's why that came to me so fast. But that yeah, that well, yeah. As soon as you said it, I was like, I think that's happened. Or maybe he's just done one of those like cold intro things for the weekend, you know, for Texas. That would just make the most sense. But it's not bad. That's a that's a pretty good one. My pick would be the guy that says, "Let's get ready to rumble." I, I feel like he might have done it at bristol too michael buffer uh actually yeah yeah bill buffer that's his name yeah um i was thinking um just because i saw tenacious d this weekend is jack black is who came to mind jack black Um, would be good yeah i think he would uh he would really jazz it up did you see the episode of the mandalorian that he was in yeah i thought he was great he was great yeah love it yeah so you were right b-boy uh bristol motor speedway i've got the guy doing let's get ready to rumble 2022 Man. race. wow i i was it what, what year was it 2022 it looks like that's, that's Just, oh very recently 
Wait, was it was it the dirt one? Non dirt race. Oh, okay. The I was September see race. It. I was curious if I was there or not. Yeah, for some reason I I was thinking I was I was maybe there. Maybe maybe he's done it multiple times. But wow, I feel way less good about that now. <laughs> uh, All right, whatever. Cool. Well, that, I think that brings us to the end of rapid fire. <laughs> Which brings us right into New Guy Beats the Standings. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we've got Ross Chastain in the one car with 404 points in first place. He's got quite a good lead over second place. Christopher Bell, 31 points behind, followed by Martin Truex Jr., Denny the Hambone, Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick in sixth place, 50 points behind Ross Chastain, followed by Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Brad Keselowski finishing off the top 10, followed by Joey the Joseph Man Logano, then Kyle Busch, Chris Buescher, Ricky, Handsome Dude, Stenhouse Jr., followed by Alex, the guy who doesn't drive a car right now, Bowman, and then rounding out the top 16, Daniel Suarez. How about, how about Bowman still holding on to that playoff position? Well done. Two weeks out. Yeah, um, I'm proud of him. Yeah. The other thing, some things I noticed, uh, William Byron now inside the top 10 after his penalty. Um, noticed, I mean, how big of a difference that is between him and Bowman. And Bowman was all the way at the top of the standings. And, and uh, Byron is the one that has two wins, too, which is crazy. Uh, still, all of our winners, we're getting up to, how many winners do we have now? Seven, eight, nine, nine. Uh, nine winners, but all of them are in the top 16, so nobody cha- uh, taking one of those playoff positions. Bubba up to 18th after another great finish. He's had a pretty good streak. I think it was a couple weeks ago I said, these are Bubba's tracks, and they are delivering. Um, if he hadn't wrecked out of Talladega, he might be in the top 16. Suarez clinching, holding, climbing, holding on to that last position. Um also, how are the Fords? How are there this many Fords in the top 16? They're so bad. I feel like the Fords <laughs> have been just absolutely atrocious this year. And you look at this list, it's like it makes they got no sense. 5, 7, 10, 11, 13. They're like, wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Man. Uh, you know, look at, look at the back here Harrison Burton, Noah Gragson, Ty Dillon. Ugh, Harrison ugh. Burton, I'm sorry, dude. The, the experiment, it, it's a short lived one. It, it, you're in Penske equipment. That's got to end. Gregson, rookie, fine. Doesn't matter. Dylan, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Ty your time's over, Ty Dylan. We're done. Um, You know, I think looking at this list, the one thing that really stands out to me as interesting is that Jensen Button is on this list, but Josh Berry is not. How does that make sense? He's driven so many races. You can only, I know that he's a sub, but... Yeah, I was going to say, you can only get points in one of uh, the NASCAR series, and he gets points in Xfinity, so... Yeah. yeah. I think it would um, still be nice if you could, like, especially a NASCAR site, be able to toggle it on and off. And also, like, a nice... I'm just a statistics guy, so I like it. But a nice, like, points per race would be a nice thing to have here, so that yeah. you can see who performed well in the minimal opportunities that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Well... That is the standings, and that, my friends, is the podcast. No. Sorry. 
I guess that you'll just all have to tune in next week, including you, B-Boy. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, feel free to tweet us at podcastbigone. Email us at podcastbigone at gmail.com. Email me at endlessbreakfast6 at thankgoodnessitisfridays.com. And that's pretty much it. I've been New Guy. It's been B-Boy. It's been Baby G. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Bye. I love you, Mom. <laughs>